0: Hey everyone, after somewhat of a hiatus, we're back to record episode 72, Reframing Your Mindset. Make sure to keep it locked, but first, here's a message from our sponsor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer.
1: Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, your favorite girls are back. I'm Ayana, And I'm Delilah. And we are... The non-corporate girls. As
0: you know, case you <laughs>
1: forgot. Right. Because it's been a while. It's been like a month and a
0: half. Yeah, it feels like so much has happened. A lot has happened. I'm really sad that summer's over. Like, I can't believe it. Summer's like... And it's like summer's over.
1: Even no. though the summer, the like fall solstice isn't till like mid-September, but... Yeah, like the
0: first day of fall is September 23rd. And it feels like that's today. The I know way the weather is as cloudy as monkey. But yesterday was eighty degrees. Like, I know. Gonna... Well, this is how people get sick. You were just sick. Yes, I was sick for like five days. Um, like just got better maybe two days ago, and I feel amazing. But like I was sick, sick. Right.
1: So anyway, we are back. Delilah's feeling better than ever, mm-hmm. and um, we wanted to kick off this comeback episode. We only have a couple more episodes left before we wrap up the year, but we wanted to title this episode Refaming Your Mindset specifically because a friend to non-corporate girls, I guess you could say, Linda Darasol, she posted... Lena. Lena. Sorry. Sorry, Lena Darasol. Mm-hmm. She posted um, a post on Instagram recently that... Um, I'll just read the post. It mm-hmm. said, Regular soldiers saw Goliath and said he's too big to kill. David saw Goliath and said he's too big to miss. And... Um, she quoted that from at Stephen Furtick and he, in, in coaching, they call the tactic reframing. And basically in her post, she encouraged all clients to reframe their challenges because how you perceive a situation will impact the solutions you come up with. And that
0: really resonated with us, like
1: on a grand scale.
0: Like it it, it was just so timely. And I don't know who shared it with who, but it's just like, it just aligned perfectly with, things that were going on at, like in that moment and then all of life like if you literally reframe your thoughts mm-hmm. you can feel like more empowered to conquer things which in um another segment I'll go into a, like a perfect real life example and I feel like once you have a conversation about these type of things you see it pop up everywhere uh, yeah like, of when you have that opportunity to reframe
1: Absolutely. So that's kind of like the premise of this episode. But before mm-hmm. we get too serious, we mm-hmm. need to like give a quick update on the summer, what's been happening, and also our positive note. Yes.
0: Yeah, so my summer was too wet. damn good. Your summer was wet. It was <laughs> so good that it was just like, it got ripped, <laughs> ripped out of my hands. Um, I had a great time. I was in DR for a wedding. I was at the beach a lot. I was here. I was there. Day partying. Um, living my best life and uh, we had a pretty decent summer weather wise like I feel like I got to do a lot but then I also feel like there was so much I wanted to do and like didn't get to do yeah
1: it it, it like I feel like like on my end I feel like I tried to do a lot of like activities or right. like weekend stuff right right but I also feel like the days went by really quick and then before I knew a summer was over. Yeah, yeah. And then, double, like, not even
0: double booking, but, like, you know, you want to be everywhere. So mm-hmm. many different plans. And it's, like, it's
1: only three months. It, it's, like, two, and, two <laughs> well,
0: months. Oh, yeah. It isn't even three months. It's not even three months.
1: I was, like, packing that all in. Especially the weekends. Like the and weekends some started late. Some yeah. started late
0: weather-wise. So, it was, like, yeah, in June, it was not too great. Like, July and, and August were, like, the best, like, weather-wise. And then August got a cut short. Cause yeah. it's like Labor Day weekend was horrible. Like, oh yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, summer wasn't
1: interesting, but we did try to make the best of it.
0: No, we did. Like I was like. I'm saying I'm complaining because that felt too short. Sure. This <laughs> is like one of the the summers that I feel like flew by the quickest. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. So um, what's your positive
1: note though for the week? So or my positive note.
0: I, <laughs> I mean, the very current. I have so many positive things that have happened, and um, part of that positive, those positive things is, is patience, like mm. exercising patience, which I am still currently um, managing the expectation for that. It's a work in progress. Bruh. <laughs> but most currently, little baby William Constantine Castro, the newest member of our family, was just born on Monday, September 9th, weighing in at 7 pounds and 10 ounces. And he's the cutest, most delicious, scrumptious little thing. And I cannot wait to see him and squish him up. So um a congratulations to my cousin Joshua in Florida and my whole family. Um yeah, we was like by the minute asking for updates for little baby William. And oh part of my my plans too over the summer was going to their his baby shower um in the first weekend of August. So I was in Florida for the first weekend of August. And it was their baby shower. We were celebrating uh, little baby William's life and all the love and how loved he is even before he entered this world. Like he has so many people um, in his corner. So that was a beautiful time spent with the family. It was awesome. And my cousin, um, we kind of like, Housewarmed his house, his new house yeah. in Florida. So yeah, I almost that like realized. good energy, yeah. good vibes, and it was just a time. It's really hard to get us all together um, in the same place. So the fact that we all headed out to Florida and bonded and just chilled and it was all family, it was good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, you were uh, what did I call you? You were like a jet setter this I was summer. A jet so summer. summer. So you was like
0: out. Yes. Um, I But you went to Vermont, which was super nature in yeah. tuned and in touch. Yeah. And you had some me time I'm with still your boo. Like, What do people do in Vermont? I'm still there. Like You know what's so funny? My favorite <laughs> teacher from fourth grade, I never forget him, Mr. Kemet. He used to love going to Vermont. And he always spoke about it. Yeah. I mean it's beautiful, but like he loved Vermont. He was like such an outdoors, like he was a handsome man too. I remember having a crush on Mr. Kemet. I'm sorry. But yeah, I wonder was of his like, but he was one person that always spoke. Of Mr. Vermont.
1: Kemet, if you are listening to that Cooper Girl. I'm gonna try to find my LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Vermont um, I, I think Vermont, I think like nature and hiking and just like Oh yeah, it's
1: very green. Um very green, very peaceful, very serene. But speaking of Vermont, um my positive no outside of like Vermont and hanging with Bay and all that stuff. Um on my way down from my Vermont weekend, I was able to attend the taping for Black Girls Rock. Yeah, I was jelly. And it was so amazing because it was, one, it was on my bucket list. Two, it was, um, I watch it all the time on TV and I'm always like, I'm a black girl who rocks, I want to be there. And then I got to go. I wasn't like on stage yet,
0: but. Yeah, so yeah, it it's like present. first you sit in the crowd, then you inch like, to keep, the front. Exactly, and then, then you're on stage. No, you're presenting me okay. and then we get. Presented the award. Okay, cool. I, that's
1: a cool time. I can work with that. Right? So here, here, here I am, you know, and it was really great. And um, I don't know if you guys checked our Insta stories, but we obviously posted about Angela Bassett as a woman crush Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Her speech is literally a, like kicking, like getting people to like be motivated and empowered. And like, it's like an affirmation for the week, I think, that everyone's kind of been resonating with. But for me, I was really excited because. Having her like seeing her do that speech in person, literally, we felt goosebumps. Like, it was like she was talking imagine. to
0: us. I can imagine, you know, when she, I mean? she has a great voice, too. Like, she like captivates, and like, yeah. And I'm like, did you practice this? I like, don't know. Just, Remember, she is an actress, so it's I like, no, but it just, it's still genuine and real. But, like, I feel like they she like, like legit queen of Wakanda,
1: like they telling the, the community, from
0: you. yeah, we're gonna or the stand
1: Like, it was just. It, I felt, it was very powerful. I felt like, like, she should be president. Like,
0: I felt yeah, like. She's amazing. She's so amazing. And she's still so, like, delicate. as same ego. Yes. Like, very, like, um, non-abrasive. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, But still has that. Uh, At, like, like, yeah. yeah, like, that authority.
1: Mm, that, yes,
0: yes, yes. <laughs> and, and I get I always, tongue-tied about, it. Like, I just, know. And we just keep on saying adjectives, which is funny. <laughs> but I always noticed that, like. Um, women that I am attracted to that are in power often exude that. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I want to exude that. And you do. You do. Really? We do. I don't know. I mean, it may it not be to, to the level we think, but. Right, right. Because um, I mentioned this of one of my supervisors that I just, like, got captivated because it's, like, one of, like, like, you know, there's certain people that just walk into the room and they, like, really own it or, like, all the attention goes to them or, like, they just, like, not even in a disrespectful manner, but they just setting things. They're like,
1: and that's, you know, I always mm. just say that about my little sister. I feel like when she walks into the room, she commands presence. I, I can see that. You know what her. I mean? I feel like that's Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. And also Regina King was amazing. Like, yeah. I feel like they just have like this aura about them that like, when you walk into them, everyone stops and that, yeah. It's Maybe it's that confidence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like Beyonce has that effect. I mean, there's just a lot of people who
0: oh, yeah. is dope. Yeah, but I was excited. I was actually like stalking your Insta stories, but then I thought of it. I was like, yeah, you probably can't record. But oh, I did see Insta such a stories yesterday. Yesterday, <laughs> I know it was that you could get mad content. <laughs> We're
1: trying to. I know it was like, It was like, like every time someone would pull out the camera, they're like, mess. You gotta like don't right. pull your camera. Well, at least
0: they didn't throw you out. Like. Right. I mean, but your little um rerun recap on Insta. On, NCG's story was so cool. I was like, yes, yeah, using a robe and whatever, looking <laughs> real rich." <laughs> Yana was looking rich and luxurious, honey.
1: I was trying to be. I want
0: a robe like that.
1: Amazon. I need one. I need one. You know, I actually got. First of all, every time I see people's stories, I see people in my robe, and I'm just like, "Damn, everybody got this robe." But, but I got it as a bridal gift. Like oh, I was in cool. the bridal
0: party, so she gave us all robes. Well, my homegirl, Ida. Shout out to Ida in the city. Um, She's on Instagram and she has this whole thing called Bata Gang. Because, you know, that's like a Bata, but yeah, like, um, depending not. who you're asking and whatever. And she's always promoting, like, that she loves. It's similar to yours. She got hers on Amazon. She has yeah. an Amazon store. So a lot of her followers always are sending her pictures that they purchased their Bata. So it's like a real thing. And it's like, yeah. you know, you put your makeup on when you have your Bata or yeah. you get coffee. And so it just makes, funny. it makes, I love having my robot. It makes me feel good. That's what she says it the makes same me feel thing. Good. So I'm going to. I'm going to get a barbecue.
1: Get a robe. <laughs> um, so uh, I think we can jump into a hustle spirit. Yeah, okay. why not? Let's do it.
0: Um,
1: so let's talk about your sister. Yes. When you added this, first of all, it
0: was a surprise to me because like, I wasn't going to add it. I, I mean, I was very proud of her, or whatever. And I actually, speaking of, I need to do two posts for her on Instagram. She got me over here doing her social media it's hey, on the podcast. Hey. I was like, I
1: got you, hey, girl. It takes a try.
0: Yeah. excuse me yes well tell
1: tell them about your sister's podcast yes
0: shout out to my sister Liza who's currently enrolled in the grad program at Harvard hey I was at um in Boston for Labor Day weekend and we moved her in and we're so super excited and proud like we ran all up and through Harvard and let our presence known um basically she's been doing this a year in the making um the blurb about the podcast is, here's to creating a platform that introduces different perspectives to the world of teaching, a space for educators to be and become their authentic selves. On Copy Room Chronicles, we put the chalk, markers, pens, and pencils down to talk, connect, and learn from one another's experience by being rev- revolutionary and real. And I think it's just so amazing because, first of all, I, I said I if my teacher, if my sister was my teacher, I would conquer the world She and your sister's so dedicated she is one of the most dedicated people in life that i know to just to yeah. everything and every level yeah. every aspect she's a1 i admire her um she's so super focused and like um disciplined and i know that it, it comes with with practice whatever but like she's she's in it like she's been teaching on for six years and she definitely wants to get out get out of the classroom, but to impact the classroom, because being in the classroom doesn't allow her to do the things that these kids really need in the grand spectrum of things, mm-hmm. and if we could, in the world, duplicate my sister a thousand times to have that many teachers with her type of passion and tenacity, like, right. these kids would be unstoppable. I and agree. And just, teachers
1: have such a hard job. They that do. Like, you they know, do. finding the dedicated ones. And-,
0: and aside from, you know, I don't even want to throw it all on them because I understand the circumstances that a lot of them are kind of put into with the schools and um, their leadership. It's, it's like so many levels. Granted, um, no matter what's going on, I don't feel like it's, it's ever an excuse for you to be a shitty teacher. Of course. Like, one thing shouldn't have to do with the other, but I understand where, like, you want to become... comes. Yeah, the challenge comes. You want to become petty. And then, like, dealing with these kids' ch- um, parents is like... It's like a lot. It's a but lot. Um,
1: these kids.
0: These kids. These kids, kids. These kids. Yo. It's it's a hard knock life. These kids. I don't know what they going through because it was we was never out here just. Is there really a the world where literally like they're really privileged? These kids. Privileged, and, and they they want to be your equals with not having done a damn thing, haven't left a finger. Like you are not my equal. Like no, put in the work. This. Yeah, I can't even get into that. But um, yeah, so I'm really excited for the podcast. I already listened to two episodes, and um, as a non educator, like, you know, I educate in other ways, but I'm not a teacher in a classroom in the traditional sense. Right. Um, there was so much I learned, and um, it's just a different world in, in how teaching is being. Address and, and how like education as an entire country. Yeah, things
1: are being more like that. People are being more innovative with their curriculum yes, and what that looks like, yes, and, and like, like social know, me- social emotional learning and yes, what that. Yeah, it's it's, it's, so it's, ex- much. it's an exciting time if people can really
0: appreciate it. Yes, you know and I mean? do it use utilizing the right way. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so tune into the Copy Room Chronicles podcast. You can listen to it um right now. I think wherever you listen to podcasts at, um, I was listening Your to Your favorite Diana streaming Apple. platform. Yeah, so, um, definitely share it, pass it along to any teachers and educators you know, and listen to yourself, um, yeah, shout out to the the girls.
1: hmm So, let's talk about this, um, Mike Posner, Walk well Across America, because I'm not familiar with this story, and I know no. it has a lot to do with the reframing, the mindset. Yes, it was, like,
0: so perfect. So, um, I've been following on Instagram, but somebody, um, like, a, like, commented on, like, this journey he took on. So, basically, Mike Posner, um, he began April 15. He decided to set out on his journey to walk across America. He prepared for more than seven months. Um, his journey started in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and he was going to end it in Venice Beach, and he hopes to complete um, his journey before Christmas, jumping into the Pacific Ocean with friends to celebrate. Currently, he's walked 1,848 miles out of a total of 2,833 miles. And each date that he um, enters, he drops a new song. But the reason I'm sharing is because the reason he even set out to do this was because um, he just realized, like, there's so many things that don't matter. Mm -hmm. And it's like, sometimes it just has to be you and your challenge. Like, it's like... A thing of ta- not taking things for granted and like understanding what, not necessarily hard work, but the journey where yourself is and what yeah. you're capable of mm-hmm. and how. Um, so let me read to you exactly where this then ties into reframing because there was a post that he posted and it says this. You know, this is about when he was going to start it. Wait a minute. Because I need you guys okay i gotta go to this page oh yeah i'll go to this page because it's literally his most recent instagram post which i was like this is like so apropos yo like so so this is what it says this is another note that i remember from david goggins book can't hurt me which is a must read so add that to your book list too i added it to mine We can't let others' experiences affect our own. Don't worry about if something was hard for someone else. Go see for yourself. So many people told me that when I got to the mountains, I'd have to scale back my miles because of the thin air and the difficulty of going up and down. They were right and they were wrong. They were right that the air was thinner and the roads were steep as fuck up and down. They were wrong that I'd have to scale my miles back. Mm-hmm. I was able to actually pick my miles up to the highest they've been since the snake bite. I had to not let what they told me affect my experience. I'm damn near Arizona now. New song alert. Keep going. Wow. So I just thought with the whole reframing, like how many times, and we're going to get into it mm-hmm. in our Let's Talk About It segment. Do you check out my question that mm-hmm. I post? Um, I'm not going to share it too soon, but reframing your mind comes in so many different Um, aspects because there's people that because their journey was the way it was, they want to invoke that that's how your journey would be. And granted, you can listen to how their journey was and see how you can change things up or whatever, but it's like the way they do things is not how the way you do things. So that journey will never look the same right? because you're going to make different choices from them. And And everyone's different. It doesn't matter. There's no one size fits all. There's not, but the thing is like the people people in general, like Me and you could look at right now in front of us. There's this like little cup with four markers. Like, what I'll describe of it is going to be different from what you describe of it. And we're looking at the same exact thing. It's all about perspective perception. Yes, perception and just understanding like neither of those things were wrong. What's going to be said. But I feel like people want to like enroll you in what what's right for them right. that it's also right for you. Oh, yeah, for so sure. I thought that was really interesting and then to add because I mentioned the snake bite so at some point in his journey um he had to scale back like and slow down he literally got um, poisoned mm-hmm. Um, by a rattlesnake. It bit him, and he was hospitalized. He couldn't walk. Like, I don't know if right now he's still going to reach that Christmas deadline because that was, like, the very first post that he mentioned. But that's that.
1: crazy. Like, after all of that, he's still pushing through. He's still
0: pushing through after the snake bite, guys. And I'm just, I feel like if you have some moments to spare, go to Mike Posner's page and, like, scroll through, like, just the things that he's learning and, Um, It hasn't been easy. I think there's, like, people journeying with him, like, you know, driving, like, alongside him, let's say. But he's literally doing the walk. Mm -hmm. And then if anything, you know, happens or occurs, like, there's there's help. But, like, he's walked from Jersey and now he's, like, in the middle of, like, near Arizona. So maybe he couldn't reach his goal. But he was set back, like, he had to do therapy because it, like, what, like, the the venom is very strong, like yeah. getting bit by that snake, so like it hospitalized him. But he's a trooper. He he came back from it and he's out there like walking again. It's, it's just I think it's a fascinating story and just even the reason why he set out to do it right. for himself. And um yeah, I think that maybe not all of us would be that extreme, but there's another another journey that we could take on in, in another oh, yeah. manner that could evoke there, there's so many lessons to be learned from it for sure. Yeah. I mean,
1: and that's all about like why we really want to talk about reframing and what that looks
0: like in different situations. Yeah. Even for our day to day lives oh, and how God, we deal with challenges lives. Yeah, and dealing with people, friends, relationships. <sighs> like it also comes with a level of compassion. Oh yeah. Because, you know, I always say if people come and address you from the level of education and knowledge that they, so they're not like capable. Like where they're at, yeah. You got to meet people where they're at sometimes. Or yeah. choose not to meet them at all and let right. them have to rise to the occasion. And
1: understanding the difference between the two. The two, yeah. You know, but on that note, we do need to take a short break and we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Non-Corporate Girls Podcast, where the 9 to 5 and 5 to 9 meet. This platform is a digital diary where Ayana and Delilah share their journey of being corporate professionals and entrepreneurs for the doers, creators, and believers.
0: So, are you non-corporate or not? Check out this clip from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Oh my God, can you believe it? This could be your ad. Interested in promoting your brand or business to our audience? Reach out to us at noncorporategirls at gmail.com to learn how we can include you on the next episode.
1: So, speaking of reframing your mindset, We recently came across um, this post by Asha Grant, and basically she was calling out The Wing, okay? and um, If you guys
0: are not familiar, The Wing is a women's co-working space that um, is centered on empowerment, um, feminism, (laughs) um, inclusivity, diversity, and such. Allegedly. What are those words called? Buzzwords. Right. Yeah. So,
1: Asha um, had a great post, and um, I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm going to read the beginning, and she says, this spring I applied plus received the scholarship to The Wing in West Hollywood in hopes of finding an alternative to working in cafes plus bookstores. What I found was what I had suspected, a majority white capitalist co-working space of women preaching a sisterhood rooted in intersectionality as seen on Instagram. I was out within the month. And she goes, There were little signs of diversity, baby hair brushes, plus Carol's daughter, edge control in the bathroom, a soft ghetto style frame photo or two of, of two black women, a private call boot named after Moesha, a projection of the perceived priorities of black women, newsflash, black women have the gel at home. We wanna walk into a space, but know that the community includes us in real time. So that's just a little bit about her post. I encourage you all to go to her page and read it. But what really stood out to us is that, one, me and Delilah have had our own situations with the Wings in New York and how we felt about them. And I think that Asha really um, wrapped it up nicely in her post where she talked about they really profit off of commodified inclusivity.
0: hmm Like, that's the narrative they want to convince themselves that they're selling you on. And it's the one, it, it, it it's a good hook. It's a good hook. It's a real good hook. And the thing is, like, you know one of those instances where I think it, but you said it? Mm-hmm. So we've seen numerous times examples of where, like, the wing has missed the mark. Missed the mark. And we know people employ there. We know people who are members, who yeah. are women of color. And sometimes, um, and it's not their fault at all of their association that's not even what i'm like alluding to or like targeting is sometimes that we don't realize that we fall into the pit that's trying to for lack of better words like destroy us but because you're wrapped in it and it's pretty packaged you don't realize that you're helping their agenda yes because you fitting a pocket that makes them look like they have somebody you, to... Rep- they get
1: to check you off the box. Yeah, They get to check you off the box. And it's really difficult because the women that we know who are members and things like that, you know, they join for several different reasons, right? Yeah. It just so happens that because they check the box, it feels like it's okay. But when you really take a look and step back, you're like, oh no, you're re- you really are the token. Mm-hmm. And really, like, they're not about pushing your agenda. Mm-hmm. For instance, great example... Talking about, oh, we want to support women. We want to support um, women-owned businesses. We want to help women who are startups. Yet, they are very particular about who they bring in and who they collaborate with mm-hmm. on events. Right? right. And
0: it's still um, like catered and, and tied to, a, to a, a specific of sorts. So it's like, I see what you're doing. And it's one of those things which I've met people like this on my career journey and professional journey. Wow where to the public they're deemed away and behind closed doors when you get to work with them closely and see the ins and outs because not every single person is writing to them to partner with them. So how would they know that back end? They only see what's shared on social and these great events that they put together. And I would even bet on it that the people employing them who who are participants that are women of color, some would probably agree, but a lot of them will say we're wrong. About our... Oh, absolutely. Because they have those
1: people who have checked the boxes. Mm -hmm. So it's like if... For instance, if a black woman or a Latina woman is sitting right. in the wing West Hollywood and she's like, oh, no, they were they worked with me on something or they did this for me, then she can't see the lens of everyone else. But the right. issue here is how do you take yourself outside of that and how do you be inclusive for everyone, not just the mm-hmm. members that you feel fit your box, not just the members that you associate yourself with, mm-hmm. whatever race or gender, whatever they are, okay. and not just people you feel can bring you value. you know what I mean and this is
0: where I feel the challenges for our generation and um, like for for our generation to stand up for something right because I do agree we're a privileged generation Yeah, like there's no need or people are less willing to lose their job Mm -hmm. or like afraid to because what that's going to cause is I don't know what's the difference because we have more now It's more opportunity there's more opportunity so I don't know why it's hard enough to say I'm going to leave out of a job or I'm going to I'm going to address a situation that I know some, that's not right for some people. Yeah, for some people like for yeah, for like a lot of people in our space cuz example, me and Ayana visited um a media company that we think is amazing and we were shocked that that media company had literally as I walked through their whole entire space dominantly was men and women of color. Mhm. I raved. I was like literally walking in awe with my mouth open, like, "Wow, you mean to tell me everybody sitting in this chair is a person of color?" I got ecstatic. Come to find out, that is like funny, you know. Like the grass may not always be greener, Uh and I just feel like sometimes in our own circles of our own people, we're the ones pitted against each other. Yeah. No, of course. So it's like, how do we even? And this really, and this is
1: really for. Black and Latinos, because yeah. Jewish people are not against each other. Indian so many- people are not. Chinese people who work together. Yeah, and I'm not saying everybody gets
0: along with everybody. Of That's not what I'm not. saying. But, but like are all about these community. groups, yeah, all these other groups mentioned, they're thriving financially and they're building and they have legacy and they have generational wealth. And we, for some reason, are still behind on this. This this bandwagon i don't know why because jay-z talks about all time in his songs like yeah. i mean it's just still so do a lot of other rappers what it would take and i that's why i feel very like is imperative for us to, to speak on it because like giving people these kind like call people out on the shit call, it's all about call how it's doing
1: well this call is why we out. really like when we read her posts first of all shout out asha grant okay yeah. um you know, hit us up. But when we read her post, we were like
0: blown away because me and Delilah have literally been saying we like, the oh, same thing for somebody like else years. It finally, like, and put it out there and blast. I'm so curious to know how it was addressed. I I want to reach out to her and ask if anybody reached out to her I know she, she
1: boycotted it. and I think one other black woman boycotted as well mm-hmm. but like I don't think that there it was the, the show effect. kept going on like they, you're yeah. two people out of their, their member
0: list you know what I mean right. I mean it just takes one person and I don't like you shouldn't um, not feel like supported mm-hmm. if, if that's your story you stick to your story and what happened um, and there's always also not to attack doing like I feel like there's a, a way to correct that too like if well, that's a, and that's what that, that's
1: what really frustrates me because mm-hmm. honestly like when you look at all the co-working space out there the wing is like top quality you know what I mean mm-hmm. in terms of what they can provide mm-hmm. in terms of atmosphere all the different types mm-hmm. of and rooms the funding they, they have, have to exist they, like, have, they they're, they're like opening golden. exponentially they're they're golden they have a wing like they have the wing it's', it's fit for a queen you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's the type of vibe that women want mm-hmm. and it's there but if you are only going to have programming if you're only gonna have members if you're only gonna have a certain thing that checks boxes that's not inclusive of everyone then how can you be like i'm a company that empowers women and love women you empower
0: women that you like or no or women of a certain stature because of there's a certain stature there's there's like money talks yeah right so every everybody who's trying to progress and and create something they're not coming out the gate with these fundings and right. thousands of dollars behind them but i feel like Everybody deserves a fair shot when presented in a way with there's somebody in the wing that can probably be somebody else's um, mentor of some sort. And whatever. that's
1: and that's my issue with the fact that they only look at people to see what can value for like how they and can the add value, the value for them for monetarily, the really. Because to your point Like we've reached out too about trying to like do program events and things there, and it's just like we obviously don't have the funding, but we have the community, right? Mm -hmm. We have the angle that can help you and have that value that could be
0: added to your members, which was always our angle. Like, is about giving back. Yeah. So it's just very interesting, and we would love to hear if anybody else had an experience as such, or um, what your takeaway from this is, or how to proceed. Like. We're always open to the discussion, so feel free to slide in our DMs, be a guest, and we can speak about it more, but, like, don't get got. Right, and also, like, for any members or people who are part of the wing,
1: I'm re- interested to know, like, how, like, some ideas you have of how the wing can continue to evolve mm-hmm. and make sure that they aren't just checking boxes and fitting into the mold of profiting off of commodified inclusivity, and they're actually being authentic
0: with what their their outreaches and what they're trying to bring to the table. And if you, as a member, are calling it out, being there to... Because sometimes to be in the inside is when you can make change, right? So are you willing to take that challenge on behalf of, you know, your peers? Right, right. So switching gears a little bit and talk, you know... It's
1: always a good day when I get to talk about Rihanna, right? She's the bomb.com. So, she's the bomb.com. So first of all, Rihanna, for those of you who don't know, she's having a Fenty fashion show that's streaming on Amazon. She's like the first person to be able to stream a lingerie brand on Amazon or any fashion brand, mm-hmm. right, on Amazon September right. 20th. But outside of that, she just got like a second funding, I believe, for Fenty, mm-hmm. um, for Savage Fenty. and like um, funding. Yeah, and I'm just like, yo, who are you, Rihanna? Like literally, Rihanna has... Came Rihanna has come to
0: like she's like not, a, not playing she's not she's switching she the has, game up yeah okay she's really owned her business like intellect and just has mm-hmm. has we seen her from like a former entertainer in mm-hmm. the music and how she has evolved like in her Evolve- business like hasn't stayed in anything too long but also has gone to the next step to like, like has grown, grown has yeah. grown and and
1: and she's so important when it comes to like being innovative, thinking outside the box and Making switching her mindset. mistakes and owning yeah. it.
0: Like, cause you know, she was judged at one point with the whole Chris Brown uh, thing. She was so like judged for math though. <laughs> yeah, for so many things. But you know what? Always staying true to who she is.
1: She's super authentic and mm-hmm. she's real and this is why people relate to her. But the thing that makes her like, just, like, the icing on the cake is the fact that she continues to challenge herself. Yeah. And people are always trying to keep her in the back. So like, you're a musician whatever. She's like, I can be whatever I want to be. She's and I am. She, she's her own competition. She's her own competition. Like, I just don't even know. Let me not say that. Because I was going to say, I don't even know how she can surpass herself. But, yes, I do. Because yeah. she will.
0: She will. And she has a great team around her. Her people are close. She really rocks with. A great team yeah. and and employs she got some people, loyal people, loyal people, creative people, people yeah. that see see her at the level that she wants to get. Her. So that's, they're helping her there, like accordingly. So she she's, she's killing the game. I'm excited. Like I, I don't write. know when she's gonna do something next or different, and it's just like. She blows you out the water with her next idea. She
1: blows it. And I just want to put out there that, we're gonna like, we're going to
0: work for her one day. We work
1: for her, with her, whatever. Yeah. You hear that, Rebe?
0: Hit us up, girl. Um,
1: so, just for those of you who don't know, because I don't think we even mentioned it, but y'all probably know the flow by now. This is obviously off the record. Um, so, just a quick shout out. I don't know how many people are going to go see Hustlers, but it comes out Friday, September 13th. And my friend went to a private screening
0: Ooh. and she was just like, it was a cute movie. Cute, yeah. That's not convincing, <laughs> but I'm, I understand because I saw the previews and it looks a little cheapened. Yeah. Better words. But I'm hyped for the cast, so I wanna say Hyped for the them, cast and also J Lo like, can really do no wrong. So yeah. like I mess with her too. And Cardi, she's in the you know, BX. But um yeah, the Yeah. I don't know. I'm well, gonna, if I'm, you guys
1: go see it, let us know. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it too. I'm not gonna go watch it, but I'm gonna watch it. Um, let us know your thoughts.
0: Uh, me and my gr- my friends were gonna make like a girls a girls night. I
1: feel like time. it's one of those. Type yeah, of you nights. know what I mean. Let's like, just
0: make a thing of it. Yeah, whatever.
1: This is cute, you know. Yeah.
0: And not <sighs> to want to end on a somber note, we're gonna pick it right back up. <laughs> but I was on a, like a reflective moment yesterday. Um, one of my sorority sisters niece's um in our group chat she asked us um i think she has to do an assignment for for school in regards to like asking people if they remember how do they feel when 911 was happening mm-hmm. okay. so like I think I I spoke about it maybe more recently, like, in in the first couple of years. Okay. But, like, since, like, it's 18 years. It's just, like, not something I I try to remember. It's been so long, though. Girl. Right? I was in 10th grade. So, I was responding to her, like, where I was. I was in my history class. And I remember, like, um, what was being said. But I, I can't remember very clearly, like, how I did get home. Like, some of it is, like, blurred to me now. But even the just thinking back to that day. Yeah. Um, it was just very reflective. And then listening to everybody else in the group chat, like, how old they were and where they were at. Like, people were just in so many different parts of oh, their yeah. lives. And, like, um, gratefully, nobody I know directly was killed or missing. But um, I just recently, because I haven't heard too many stories of people who have been survivors. Like, I understand with people being sick, Mm-hmm and trying to get, um, you know, funding for the insurance because they have gotten, like, ailments from that day or whatever. But, like, I haven't heard too many stories of people who have survived and, like, how have they coped in all these years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see that covered. Um, maybe I, I just haven't come across it, and it is out there, but, like, I and just I think feel also like, it was covered, like, a couple of years back, you know, like, as, but it's been 18 it's years. It's been 18 you know? years, yeah. I'm just, because has many people have that have passed away from that. Many people survived or it was impacted to them, but they right, still right. are alive today. So it's just curious and for a lot of us we were young but like I'm still young now. Like I was right. young then but I'm still young. Right, right. So it, like you remember this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not something it's
1: like when like maybe like another two decades from now, like when we have kids,
0: whatever, remember like, no, we remember when nine eleven happened. And then it, it it goes back to like when family members of ours were like part of the civil war oh, yeah. and so it's like this was our moment in history for yeah. our generation unfortunately. unfortunately. But that was like Pearl Harbor and all those right. other things was there. So it's just like for us to have lived through something and seeing how that experience turned out. I just thought it was very interesting to like reflect back and think about it.
1: Yeah, like, I remember, like, I was in economics class, because I hated that class, and I remember looking out the window, and we saw all the smoke, and we were just kind of like, what's going on? And then, I went to a Catholic school, so they rounded everybody up in the gym, or whatever. Cell phones weren't working, so, like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't call anyone. My mom, she was at, she works at a hospital, so she had to walk from the city home, so I remember that, and I remember seeing her. She had all this, like, soot on her face and oh, everything. Oh, really? Yeah. My aunt worked in the World Trade Center, but she didn't go to work that day. Oh, my by, God. By the grace of God. By I the got grace of right now. She didn't go to work that day, and she saw it on the news. She was home. Like, it, it's just, it was really you see, crazy. things it's, like
0: this yeah. is, like, just even that story to me is, like, yeah. whoa, because I didn't know that. My mom, when she was in high school, my mom and me went to the same high school, Norman Thomas. Which is not closed down, and it hurts me to say. But my mom I was worked. Say, that's
1: a throwback.
0: Yes, my mom um, worked in the World Trade Center. Not mm-hmm. during that time, but when she was in high school, there was like the co-ed program where, like, yeah. you went to school one week, worked one week, mm-hmm. and because that's I that's never... a throwback. Yeah. co-ed program. Yes, <laughs> and she did that. But also, um, I don't think I ever got to visit the, the 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 Twin Towers, like go inside of them. Really, I don't think I did. Not even like on a field trip. I don't remember. I feel like that's like the field trip. Yeah, but I don't think so. I think I was maybe in the vicinity in the area. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, at 10th grade, there was not like no re- reason for me to like, go to that area because there's people true. that was already yeah. working. Um, Like I said, I think I went to the area because I had a friend that worked in Century 21. But other than that, I, I never had to go into the Twin Towers. So I didn't get to experience even like. Yeah. The Twin Towers. Like, my mom has clear memories. Like, she worked there. She went inside. Right. She knew how it looked.
1: Same. I don't I don't. I don't remember being in the Twin Towers either. I just remember
0: how I felt after, you know, or like what the devastation was after. Yes, the, the devastation was real. And I, I remember it feeling so somber. Um, And I didn't even realize, even for my own self, because I don't know if I just went well, with the flow. Like, this is just what has to happen next. But the fact that I went to school from 7 a.m. to 12 p.m., and then shared my high school with another high school, so even for that type of a shift, like that's not that's not normal, you know. Yeah, not for well, no. How, I wonder how many people that ended up going to school the second half of the day, like did they end up dropping out? Like you know, yeah, that possibly would have not been an the issue if they were in their own school. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because think about going to as a high schooler going to school from one to six p.m. If you're into the wrong things or the wrong crowds, like. Who wants to stay in school until 6 p.m.? Yeah. So it's like, I think that even could, just in that way, that impacted you. Because if that wouldn't happen, that would have not been the case, you know? Right. It's such a ripple effect. Yeah. Yes. That's the gr- that's a great <laughs> word to say. It's a ripple effect. <laughs> but yeah, so rest in peace to everyone. Rest and um, God bless sure.
1: everyone. And, and we'll never um, forget. We'll never forget this. Yeah. Ever. So, we are coming to the end of this episode. Wow, we did mm-hmm. have a lot to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting into hashtag obsessed with.
0: Yes, so we're hashtag obsessed with Bianca Jasmine Lawson. Yes, girl. Uh, she has been in a lot of things. Okay, first of all, I stay talking about this girl because... Buffy. Uh, because Buffy, Buffy, I know you're a Buffy fan, Pretty Little Liars. Liars. She was in Saved by the Bell. She's in Dawson's Creek. She's been around. She's been around. She's been in in Showbiz since like nine years old. She's been around, and yeah. I'm just like, it was just so funny
1: because I remember when we first found out she was going to be in Queen Sugar. Me and my homeboy was like, why is she always the crackhead
0: role? Like, why is this always the thing? <laughs> I'm glad she picked herself up. I didn't know that's the role. but you know what was crazy? The fact that. She's 40 years old, and in Pretty like Little Liar, she plays a 16-year-old. I know. She was she already played, in her 30s. I know. She looks the same I know. from when she started acting. I remember and
1: Googling I think, it, too. I'm like, wow, she really is in her 30s during that. During that yeah. time, yes. So and crazy. she still,
0: And she played the, a, a high schooler being in her 30s. I know. That's crazy.
1: I know. A lesbian high schooler. Yes, at that.
0: <laughs> and she was so beautiful. Like, she looks the same way. Yeah. I like her essence. And the reason she came top of mind specifically is because she's fascinated just as much as I am with astrology. <laughs> and I was super hyped to know that she's a Pisces. Um, and she was just speaking about, like, why she's so in tune with, like, astrology. Mm-hmm. Her father was who put her onto it, which, by the way, her father her is... dad. Yes, <laughs> who's married to Tina Knowles now. Right. And so she's They're like my so three stepsisters with Beyonce Ooh. and Solange. Right. Um, so, yeah, her father always told her, like, you know, Pisces are you know, these characteristics of whatever, like she always just like held on to that mm-hmm. and and just has over time been fascinated with astrology. So that's why she stood out to me. But then as I just looked at her receipts and everything, because I, I was familiar with her from her, like her show business, show business days, um, I was just seeing everything that she's worked on. And, and she's, been she's been in a lot of She's been in a of stuff. And just I was looking through her Instagram and she evokes a very like genuine... Um, like her presence is aura. Just nice. yeah. Yes, her aura is nice. Like I don't always see too many interviews of her. And I
1: think I she's never like, like in the
0: spotlight, but is in the spotlight, if that makes sense.
1: No, it does. I feel like I wanna say I saw her on Wendy Williams a way back when I've never and, seen um, um, I have anything. I feel her. like I I feel like I did either that or she was on the interview and I, I remember the host saying you know, we don't see you. We don't see you like you're not messy. We yes. don't. I, I feel like it, it was Wendy. We don't could, like you're not messy. A, like you're not, not in the. You, you're not like in power. Like she logs-y. gets her money
0: and her bookings and she just go about her life. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm not either. And I think she has aged beautifully oh, and yeah, just for like sure. she um, really. Takes her craft seriously. And she's such a good actress. Like, she she's really... Good. Like, she's one she's of the roles that you'll hate teller. her. Yeah, yeah, like, she oh, can yeah. make you hate her. She invokes an emotion. Yes, yeah, like, I offense. don't like that character. Like, you almost forget, okay, she's acting, relax. Mm-hmm. But she's one of those, I would say. She is one of those. Yeah, so shout out to Bianca Jasmine Lawson. Um, may she continue thriving for another 40 plus years.
1: <laughs> and that brings us to Let's Talk About It. Mm-hmm.
0: So, in the essence of reframing. Yes, tying it all together. We want to ask, and we're asking ourselves and we'll answer. Are you projecting your insecurities, fears, and doubts onto others? That's a word. I swear it is.
1: My mm. people have been laughing at me like my coworkers. They're like, every time I see you it, insta stories, you got it's a word, straight facts. I'm like, because
0: there's nothing else needs to hold be the word. These are the <laughs> words you need to read. Like the test of it. Yes. So I mean. Yes, I think I am guilty of doing so. It just sometimes but we happens. All
1: we're human, right? I mean, we
0: all are, what we all are not doing is taking accountability yes. and being aware that we do it. Yes. That's what I think the Speaking game got. Sister is. friend. Yes. So, um I think at one point I was doing it and not being aware. As you grow, if you choose to grow and right. want to do better, right. then you reserve yourself and check yourself like wait a minute it's my own mom so wait can you give us an example yes um I think I would say um when I when I doubt myself of making a decision mm-hmm. um I sometimes I know that I'm still learning to trust myself mm-hmm. so when I um I know what I want to do but there's a whatever you end up deciding is never the wrong decision right. because what you decide is what you need at that moment, right. right? But I think we have, or at least I have, this level of want to control what the outcome will be. Right. So when I, like, kind of check in with somebody to get, like, a co sign for what my decision is... Mm-hmm. I'm kind of giving away a little bit of my power Power. in that because it's not that I don't trust who I'm asking, but it's like, why did I need that validation for something that has to do with me?
1: And we've talked about this for like a while,
0: like a couple of seasons about that validation and feeling that need, that need, or just like, um, I think getting learning to get rid of the fear of what's going to happen once you decide what you decide. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I stayed in relationships longer than I should have because Mm -hmm. it's just like, um i already know what this i know what i'm in but i don't know what i could be out of right and you you shouldn't be scared of that because literally let me tell you i came out on top flourishing like a butterfly on motherfucking top i wrote on on twitter i was like somebody needs to hear this and it just i just said this phrase but it goes just for anything but like let that nigga go and it could be like, let that job go, let that friend go, let, it, let go. it go. Because the moment you do, just all the doors open and all the opportunities Absolutely. pour in on you. So, yes, I have invoked and projected my insecurities on, onto others um, in just, like, telling them my experience or giving advice that not maybe all the time was solicited. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have minimized that to a uh, very, like... Yeah, like because
1: we're a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And as you keep evolving, you keep learning, like, the right. best way to, like, approach that. I feel like, um, like, this is such a good, it's such a good setup. Like, are you projecting your insecure fears and and others? Because as humans, we do. Sometimes, yeah. like you said, we're not aware of it. or And that's when we need to, like, really recognize it and figure right. out, like, how we're going to attack it or take accountability. I feel like for me, um, I don't know. I've, I've definitely evolved a lot as a person. And I remember having a conversation with someone recently. And, um, you know, they were kind of talking about like, well, like, you know, what are your fears? And like, what are your insecurities? And I think that those are two interesting words, because we all have them. But I can't. I haven't dwelled on them so much in a long time because they don't prevent me from moving forward. They don't They don't hinder me from being my best. Right. And I really, I think my work in progress and what I continue to try to do is to remind myself that, remind myself that like I may have doubts, you may have doubts, you may have fears, but it's not going to stop me from moving forward with this plan right. or moving forward with letting that go right. or whatever it is and being okay with that. And I think that that's, when I learned that, I was able to stop or limit
0: mm-hmm. projecting
1: right. my insecurities, fears, and doubts onto others. Like just because someone is excelling and mm-hmm. I feel like they have the gumption to actually move forward doesn't mean that I don't either. You right. know what I mean? it's It's probably not for me in that moment, or maybe this is not we have two different situations or whatever what that looks like, or Your maybe I need to be introspective, and maybe there's a reason why I feel this way, and I need to really check
0: myself. yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, in retrospect, I have noticed that the things I thought I wanted so bad, my ass was not ready for. Nope. like let's say even something as much as a, like an apartment, like mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. waiting to get it when I got got it, it was because let's say I would have been a, in a more better financial state. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it was it's just little things that you think that don't matter when they do because you want what you want when you want it. And I think also on the flip side is not allowing others to project their insecurities on you. Because I know for a great example, like my mom and my grandmother, like thinking career-wise what they feel is is a more prominent job or a more staple job. So it's like because that's how they feel and that's how they analyze. Like Mm -hmm. like I'm going to switch up my career or like not do something because they don't think it's going to help me thrive enough or whatever. Right. And it's the same. And like because, you know,
1: especially people who have a different mentality or they're old school in a sense, Mm -hmm. they don't understand that, like... Back in the day, like uh, during their era, they they worked for security and stability. Whereas now, it's more important for us, like my friends, my my circle that I hang out, to follow our passions, follow our dreams, and make sure that we're doing that. And it's funny because someone told me the other day they were like, um, "So does your mom like understand what you do yet? Mm-hmm. Because my mom like still doesn't really get right. what I do." Yeah. Um, and I was like, "No, she's just happy that I'm happy." Yeah, yeah I was like, like, and that's where it, it has come to. It's mm-hmm. just like I don't get it, like the freelance you, you life. But you sound like you like what you're doing. <laughs> (laughs) But also, like, not only do you like it, but, like, you're, like, persevering in it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you're still, like, you, nothing is stopping. Nothing's holding you back. You're still making waves. And it's just, like, if you, like, my mom, I think she, she told me some sense of this, that she was, like, really proud of me because I am... Like, I'm I'm being, I'm doing what makes me happy and I'm being successful in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, whatever's not serving me, I'm able to, like, realize that and, like, pivot from that. But yeah. I'm also able to still follow my passion. Exactly. Yep, yep. So, I don't know. I think that, like, it's just, it's it's just, it's a, we're all a work in progress. So, I feel mm-hmm. like it's an everyday thing to Remind ourselves to take accountability for our actions. Understand that people who project their crap on you mm-hmm. is not your fault. You know, and being able right. to like know the difference and understand that, especially in the day to day. Yeah, it's you especially. can let people know and
0: create boundaries. Like exactly. you don't have to, like, be subdued to anybody's negative energy you don't have and to their take downfall. That in. Yeah, you don't. Know, you could politely remove yourself from a situation. Mm-hmm. Hang up with that phone call. Keep it short. Um, it's not even about being rude and attacking because people. Sometimes they don't even notice when they're doing what they're doing. But you can let them know so that they start possibly, like, and that. And that's that
1: self-care, control. right? That's mm-hmm. self-care. Situations and people that are not serving you, remove
0: yourself from it. Like, you yeah. have to do what's right for you. If they're not going to remove, you remove. Exactly. Yourself. But, yeah, keep that in mind and share with us, like, your stories of when this has happened to you, of projecting insecurities, fears, and doubts onto others or where you have learned to master or refrain from that being done to you
1: right right so on that note we have to sadly call it a wrap but it was exciting to kind of get back into the swing of things and you know we'll catch you on the flip side we'll be back Thank you for listening to episode 72, Reframing Your Mindset. Don't forget to follow your favorite girls, Ayana, at the underscore Aya underscore brand, Delilah, at Miss Delilah C on Instagram. Don't forget to follow at Non Girls on Instagram. Don't forget to check out our website, www.noncorporategirls.com, and sign up for our newsletter. Until next time.